0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis, as well as breaking news. ARK 21 shares Bitcoin ETF ad is now officially live as Bitcoin Game Theory continues in full effect. Also, quoting Thomas Lee a fund strat making the rounds on uh, the mainstream, I think in the next 12 months, something over $100,000 Bitcoin, you know, maybe $150,000. There is a finite supply. And now we have a potentially huge increase in demand with a spot Bitcoin ETF approval. So I think in five years, you'll see something around $500,000 per Bitcoin. Send it. Let's go. Also in today's show, Argentina registers the very first Bitcoin settled lease agreement bring it. Also, we'll be discussing Bitcoin ETFs attracting $1.4 billion in two trading sessions. That's right. BlackRock now holds 11,439 BTC, worth over $497 million for their first spot Bitcoin ETF. Not too shabby for the first couple of days. We'll also be discussing BlackRock CEO Larry Fink doubts that Bitcoin will ever become a currency. We'll also be discussing MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor selling shares a micro strategy to buy more Bitcoin. That's right. As well as breaking news, Hong Kong lawmakers call for a swift action following the U.S. spot Bitcoin ETF green light. That's right. Hong Kong Bitcoin ETF FOMO in full effect. They want to accelerate their Bitcoin spot ETF approval after the U.S. SEC's historical decision. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at cryptonewsalerts.net. Again, that's cryptonewsalerts.net. Today is pod episode number 1521. I'm your host, JV, and today is January 13th, twenty. 20- 24. A lot of excitement in the market, even though the price action clearly has pulled back. It is Sat, Stack, and Saturday, so a great opportunity to BTFD and buy that freaking dip. But, anyways, family, let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. Uh, give me a second to pull this baby up. We're going to pull up Coin. 360 here for you. So you can see what's happening. You can see Bitcoin currently correcting down 5% on the daily, but maintaining above 43,200 at the time of the live stream. We got Ether down 1%, but above 2,500. We have AVAX in the blood red, along with Solana in the blood red. While most of the major alts are pulling back right now and in the red, but let's zoom out. They say when in doubt, just zoom out and zooming out on the monthly. You can see uh, Bitcoin still in the green, but barely BNB up. 19%. 19%. Solana up 31% and ETH up 13% and checking out CoinMarketCap dot uh, The current crypto market cap sits at 1.68 trillion, with roughly 70 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance on the decline. We're back under 50%. Currently at 49.8%, and the Ether dominance has been ripping since bottoming out at roughly 14.9%, like four days ago. So pretty incredible uh, dominance there for ETH. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we have SUI up 12%, followed by Ordi, up almost 10%, followed by Celestia, up almost 8%. Below that, we had Tron, Aptos, and Bonk. And as we continue scrolling down, you can see the majority of the alts are actually uh, correcting and in the red. But which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Let me know, family. I appreciate it. And checking out the crypto bubbles to get a visual perspective of the market. Shout out to Elaine. I appreciate you subbing uh, to the pod family. You can see here, you got a good mixed bag. Some are in the green, some are in the red. And zooming Out on the monthly, the majority are definitely in the green. Still impressive gains from uh, a select few of altcoins ENS up 150%, ICP up over 100%, EHEX 95%, SEI 174%, SUI over 100%, even Satoshi Vision is up uh, 71%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated uh, 64 greed. Yesterday 71, last week 70, and last month a 72. Greed. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Which altcoins are you most bullish on for this bull run? Let me know in the comments right down below. But, anyways, family, let's go ahead and kick it off with our Bitcoin TA and check out what is actually happening in the market right now. Here we go. Arguably the most anticipated development in crypto. Over the past decade, has become a reality. Earlier in the week, when the U.S. SEC green-lighted numerous spot Bitcoin ETFs, seven such products reached the markets on Thursday, and the volumes exceed four and a half billion, the first trading day. And amid this, Bitcoin faced mind-blowing volatility that included a price dump from over forty-nine thousand. Let's not forget we did pump off the back of the news to forty-nine, but it was short-lived, and then we hit under forty-two, as anticipated. Extreme volatility because. Volatility is life force. Bitcoin skyrocketed to over 49,000, which is the new 22 month high. We haven't seen a price action like this in literally almost two years. Just hours after the ETF went live on the US markets, hours later, the asset fell by three grand. And by Friday, the landscape worsened as the crypto plummeted to 41.5. This meant that the asset lost more than $7,000 in just over a day. I mean, look at the chart right here. While And ahead of the ETF, we're many experts speculated on whether the Bitcoin price had been priced in, and given the fact it shut up by more than 150% in 2023. The the sell-the-news camp was quite active with numerous predictions that the crypto would fall after the ETFs reach the markets. And so far, they seem to have a point. In fact, history shows that something similar happened back in August of last year. Europe's first spot Bitcoin ETF launched on the Euronext Amsterdam, and Bitcoin's price slumped by 1500 within the first few days. And back in late 2021, the SEC greenlighted several futures Bitcoin ETFs, and the effects were similar with a massive price decline in the following weeks. To months. So is Grayscale behind this? Let's discuss it. But first and foremost, we wouldn't have any spot Bitcoin ETF approvals here in the United States if it wasn't for Grayscale's lawsuit they won against the SEC. This is according to the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, who shared that in an interview, which we covered the other day. So after the ETFs launched on Thursday, the volume shut up to over $4 billion, with Grayscale's one taking the main stage, with the most substantial numbers, ultimately meaning they had the most volume. However, This could actually be the reason behind the price falls, which is what SkyBridge Capital's founder, Anthony Scaramucci, Suggested Shout out to the Mooch, quoting him here. There seems to be a lot of selling of Grayscale, he said, which could be somewhat understandable given Grayscale's higher than average fees of 1.5%. Now, just for reference, most ETF competitors offer somewhere between a quarter percent and 0.4%. So their fees are more than triple, which is crazy. Now, Grayscale's GBTC Trust saw the light of day over a decade ago and had become the largest Bitcoin fund with roughly over $28 billion in assets under management. They're also the largest HODLer of Bitcoin, besides Satoshi, because they're known to hold roughly 620,000 BTC. Now, it was converted into a spot Bitcoin ETF alongside the other approvals and actually registered the largest opening day turnover with volumes of two. 0.3 billion. Quoting the mooch again. The second thing we are seeing is the bankruptcy estate of FTX is unloading into the ETF announcement. There is a heavy volume of selling in Bitcoin right now. I do expect supply overhang to be done in the next six to eight days. So there you go. FTX is dumping. That may explain why the price is also dumping. Now, as Rizzo points out here as a reminder, Bitcoin crashing below 150 bucks exactly nine years ago. Anyone who bought this dip after that crash is now up 40,000%. So let that sink in, family. Sometimes when in doubt, you just got to zoom out and realize we've had larger crashes. And it ain't no thing because if you can huddle over the long haul, especially over the course of a few cycles, you're going to see tremendous gains because that's what history shows us. Now, as pointed out here, there is a new ARK 21 shares Bitcoin ETF ad. It's just a bunch of text messaging. I'll play it. You can check it out. It's only 30 seconds. Is Bitcoin a Ponzi scheme? And it's actually hard to even see it here, but you see what I mean. I don't want to risk it, but what if it's something big when it comes to Bitcoin? Aren't you just a little bit curious? ARC B, the ARC 21 shares Bitcoin ETF, no fee for the first six months and only 0.21% thereafter, where curiosity meets confidence. So Bitcoin game theory continues as the ETF ad wars continue winding. Now also uh, quoting Thomas Lee of funstrat he was making the rounds and on the mainstream news shared the following. I basically uh, transcribed it verbatim word for word. I think in the next 12 months, Bitcoin will be something over $100,000. You know, maybe 150,000. There is a finite supply. And now we have the potentially huge increase in demand with the spot Bitcoin ETF approval. So I think in five years, you'll have something around on $500,000 per bitcoin send it and let's freaking go. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment from uh, fun Strats Thomas Lee that we can potentially see a $500,000 Bitcoin within the next five years. Hashtag winning fam. Keep the comments a coming. We greatly appreciate it. But we're going to dive into our next story of the day and discuss breaking news out of Argentina. That's right. As the headline reads here, Argentina registers the first Bitcoin settled lease agreement, let's freaking go. And I don't know why that thing keeps popping up. Just ignore it. Argentina has reached a major milestone in crypto adoption, registering one of the first contracts involving Bitcoin payments. According to La Capital, a local Argentine news outlet, the first Bitcoin settled lease agreement was recently signed in Rosario City. Let's go. And shout out to Javier Malay, the new Bitcoin friendly Bitcoin president. Now, uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, agreement stipulates the tenant will pay the equivalent of 100 USDT and Bitcoin to the Landlord each month, having selected a fee wind, a national crypto exchange, as the provider for the refreshable Bitcoin price to execute these payments. The contract determines that the tenant will execute these payments during the first five days of each month to an address provided by the landlord. Now, how many of you, if you were a renter and you didn't own your own home, would like to pay for your rent in Bitcoin? Let me know. Or better yet, if you're the landlord, how many of you would like to accept rent? in Bitcoin because now it's a thing. Uh, while there were records of real estate sales settled in Bitcoin before, this is the first lease agreement of this kind, according to local sources. Now, Diana Mandino, the Minister of Foreign Affairs of Argentina, clarified that as a result of the app on the first mega executive order issued by President Javier Malay, which eliminated the lease and rent law, these contracts could be settled now in Bitcoin and other cryptos and also in other Assets. The executive order that enables these agreements will be reviewed by the courts of the country, which have already suspended the effect of some segments awaiting the final decision on the legality of the document. Also, the emergency executive order can be suspended if both chambers of Congress reject it. But nonetheless, the executive order allows tenants and landlords to legally sign this kind of Bitcoin-denominated lease contract that evades having to transact in Argentine pesos, the embattled and devalued national fiat currency. This is very extremely important, especially where there's hyperinflation going on in some countries, such as Argentina right now. So we got to keep that in mind. But let me know your thoughts surrounding this. Do you think that's pretty cool? And how many of you would like to see that occur here in the United States? Holla. But let's dive into our next story of the day because Bitcoin ETFs is on everyone's mind. Shout out to the strict life. I appreciate the sub family. Let's break down this latest here. Let me blow this up a little so you can see it better. I think that's perfect. There we go. Bitcoin ETFs attract $1.4 billion in two trading sessions. Here's the latest. The newly launched spot Bitcoin ETFs have been inflowing uh, of totaling $1.4 billion for the first two trading sessions, according to the top Bloomberg ETF analyst. Eric Balchunas, who has been providing pretty fantastic coverage throughout all this, a total of 500,000 trades were made already on the funds, totaling a trading volume of $3.6 billion. According to data from Bloomberg, trading volume considers the outflows and inflows from the funds. Balchunas suggests the numbers may be adjusted due to the transactions awaiting accounting settlement. As he shares here, latest with two days in the books, the nine newborns have taken in more than $1.4 billion in new cash, overwhelming GBTCs. -579 million of outflows for net total of +819 million. Ibit is now leading the pack. Uh, there you go. With half a bill and Fidelity seems second and the newborn's $3.6 billion in trading volume on 500000 So the data reveals Grayscale's ETF, which is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, GBTC, experienced an outflow of $579 million during the period. And after deducting the outflows from GBTC, the net total inflows across the product stood at $819 million. The fund's initial activity is so far aligned with the previous predictions from the ETF analyst, Mr. Safeheart, who believes Bitcoin ETFs could attract around $10 billion in the first year. Now, Grayscale's GBTC outflows could be explained by Holders converting shares after redemption, and how many of you hold GBTC, let me know, was open this week when the U.S. SEC granted the ETF's approval through a ruling change. Also, SkyBridge Capital founder Scaramucci told Bloomberg that some GBTC holders are booking losses and switching to the lower fee options, because we know GBTC has the largest fees out of all of them at 1.5%, which is more than uh, 3x higher than most of them. GBTC is one of the largest hodlers of Bitcoin, managing over 27 billion worth of Bitcoin as per data from blockchain analytics platform, Arcam Intel. Shares of GBCC have traded since 2013. Wow, it's already been 11 years. But we're not redeemable for Bitcoin until... January 1st. Now, on the top of this week's performance was BlackRock's iShare Bitcoin Trust, which is iBit, with almost $500 million worth of total inflows, followed by Fidelity's Advantage Bitcoin ETF, amassing $422 million, and Bitwise attracting $237 million. And after a 75% rally in the 90 days leading up to the ETF approval, Bitcoin price experienced a almost 7% decline between January 11th and the 12th, confirming the bear's theory of the sell the news event following the SEC green light. And the crypto currently is trading, as we mentioned, at roughly 43,000 at the time of this recording. Now, as Bitcoin Magazine shares with us here, the Bitcoin spot ETF day one plus day two, total inflows. You can clearly see iBit, which is BlackRock's iShares, leading the pack, followed by Fidelity, followed by Bitwise, followed by ARK, followed by Franklin. Templeton. And as I pointed out, BlackRock now holds 11,439 BTC, worth 497 million for their first spot Bitcoin ETF. Now, it's interesting. It only took BlackRock two days to acquire almost 11,500 of the Bitcoin supply. Let that sink in, family. that's pretty crazy if you're to ask me. Now, I also want to point out, I covered this yesterday, that Vanguard, one of the largest asset managers, in fact, number two compared to BlackRock being the largest, they're not accepting Bitcoin ETFs, but want to know what's ironic? They're one of the major shareholders of MicroStrategy, so they indirectly have exposure to Bitcoin, so don't get it twisted. Also, I think Merrill Lynch it was, and Bank of America, they're all still sticking on their anti-Bitcoin stance, but I wouldn't be surprised if they all have indirect exposure, just like Vanguard. We can't trust these old money oligarchs, they're corrupt as all hell, but I know I'm preaching to the choir. Anyways, fam, we still got a lot to cover, so let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss Larry Fink was recently making the rounds on the mainstream, actually pumping Bitcoin. But he did share something pretty interesting. He says... BlackRock CEO doubts Bitcoin will ever become a currency. So here we go. Mr. Lawrence Fink doubts the practicality of using Bitcoin for everyday transactions, reiterating it should be publicly perceived as purely an asset class. Let me know if you agree with that sentiment from Mr. Lawrence Fink. In an interview on CNBC, which we did a React session to yesterday, FYI, if you missed it, you can check it on Rumble, Fink stated his belief in Bitcoin, viewing it as an alternative form of wealth storage rather than a contender to replace excuse me, national currencies. I don't believe it's ever going to be a currency. I believe it is an asset class. However, he does believe that the central bank digital currencies will come to fruition in the near future. We all know it's coming down the pipelines. Just say no to CBDCs, which is ultimately programmable digital fiat. Quoting him here, I think we are going to create digital currencies. We are going to use technology for it. We are going to use a blockchain. And according to Cointelegraph, over a hundred countries are currently exploring the developments of CBDCs. So this is a worldwide phenomenon, which we know is a common. While 39 countries have either a pilot, proof of concept, or already launched their CBDC initiatives. Yet, when questioned about this stance on Ark Invest's CEO, Kathy Wood's most recent Bitcoin valuation, she has predictions ranging from six hundred thousand to one point five million per coin. Fink indicated the price wasn't his primary concern right now. At least that's what he says, quoting him here. I haven't even thought about it. Now, let me know if you agree with that sentiment. There's no way he's not thinking about the price. I don't believe that for a minute. Explaining that it hasn't been a top priority for him. Well, maybe the top priority was getting the approval of the ETF launch. Maybe that's true. He is mainly focusing on offering an instrument that can store wealth through its newly approved spot Bitcoin ETF. And you betcha, he's looking to dominate the... Bitcoin supply, just like they do the real estate market and all the monopolies that BlackRock has. Quoting him here, I think if it gets even close to that high, gold will represent even a bigger value. And let's be clear, if you think it's digital gold, there's going to be a reference point between gold and Bitcoin. There already is a reference point. Hence, we call it digital gold or gold 2.0 or better yet gold with wings. Meanwhile, in a separate interview with Fox Business on the same day, Fink clarified that the Bitcoin ETF will contribute to legitimizing an industry that has faced skepticism from the beginning. In fact, he was one of the most skeptic. In fact, do you remember a few years ago when he said Bitcoin's only use case is as an index for money laundering? I remember that. Anyways, he said the event of the Bitcoin ETF is an example that we are legitimizing it, we are creating more safety. This follows news January 10th that the US SEC officially approved BlackRock Spot Bitcoin ETF and 10 others to launch in the country. Since the Bitcoin ETF approval, BlackRock has recorded 576 ETF approvals and just one rejection. So there you have it my crypto fam. Let me know your thoughts on Mr. Lawrence Fink and BlackRock. And do you trust them at the end of the day? Let me know. Do you think this is an ultimate plot for them to seize the government? That is the Bitcoin ETFs and all the Bitcoin in it, which is Max has been predicting. Let me know. And yesterday I also shared a pretty scary story of government just seizing assets because they're notorious for seizing assets. So let me know your thoughts. Yeah. Anyways, let's dive into the latest from Michael Saylor. Saylor is going to be buying Bitcoin, I believe, for every day for the next four months and selling MicroStrategy stock in order to do so. So here's the latest from uh, the Giga chat. Here we go. MicroStrategy's co-founder, Michael Saylor, looks to be building a Bitcoin strategy of his own. This is... Ken uh, deduced from a recent report showing he has begun to sell some of his company's stocks in a bid to acquire more of the flagship crypto. In fact, I even seen an interview of him announcing it. So it is for real, for real. Here you go. According to a Bloomberg report, Saylor sold between 3,800 and 5,000 microstrategy shares on certain days leading up to the SEC approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs. These sales are reported to have earned the company's co-founder over $20 million in total. This is said to be the first time he has sold shares in nearly 12 years. Maybe this is a part of the reason the stock has been dumping. They see the CEO dumping shares and buying a personal Bitcoin stash. So just goes to show you, maybe Sailor realizes, whoa, BlackRock already owns 9% of uh, MicroStrategy. Maybe I need to start stacking MSATs. What are your thoughts, fam? Sailor will be using some of the profits made from these sales to invest into Bitcoin. Uh, And as reported, Saylor's plan is to sell up to 315,000 of the company's shares in order to boost his Bitcoin holdings. These shares form part of a stock option that Saylor had received from the company back in 2014. And as part of the plan, MSTR co-founder will sell around 5,000 shares in each trading day until April 26th. So he's going to be selling roughly 5,000 shares per day for the next four months leading up to the Bitcoin halving to stack SATs for his personal Bitcoin stash. Let that sink in, fam. Having developed the company Bitcoin strategy, Saylor looks to be going all in on the flagship crypto token, clearly. He is known to be one of the most vocal advocates of Bitcoin, and this is further evidence of his long-term bullishness. Now, interestingly, Saylor had tipped 2024 to be a great year for Bitcoin. He highlighted certain factors as the reason why he was so bullish on Bitcoin going into the year. He has also hinted that the crypto token was going to keep seeing significant price increases, and as such, it is not surprising that Saylor is looking to acquire as much Bitcoin as he can. Now, is MicroStrategy a casualty of the Bitcoin ETF approval? Let's touch upon it. Data from MarketWatch shows MicroStrategy stock is down over 23% in the last five days. This is significant considering it was predicted the company may suffer a setback following the approval of the spot ETFs. This prediction is based on the belief that some investors may have gotten in on the MSTR stocks in a bid gain to gain some kind of exposure to Bitcoin. However, with spot Bitcoin ETFs now in place, these investors may look to rotate some of their funds for MicroStrategy into these investments vehicles. Such sell-offs will undoubtedly have an effect on the stock price, which could be the cause of MicroStrategy's recent decline. And Saylor had previously commented on these Bitcoin tests, providing some of more competition to his company. He didn't seem bothered by that happening, though, as he stated, MicroStrategy has a unique offering that these funds cannot Emulate. So there you have it, my crypto fam. And he makes a good point because I don't even think MicroStrategy charges you any fees. Whereas right now GBTC has one and a half percent annual fee. And over the course of 20 years, that's a substantial amount of money of your holdings being, you know, I mean, put into the fees. But, anyways, family. Now for our featured story of the day, let's discuss the latest with the Bitcoin spot ETF. In Hong Kong, as game theory continues in full effect, they're looking to accelerate their applicants for their spot Bitcoin ETF. Now that the US regulators gave the ETFs a green light here in the United States and that they have officially launched. So here is the latest. I'm gonna read you some headlines. Here you go. Hong Kong lawmakers call for swift action following the US spot Bitcoin ETF green light. And also a headline here, I just need to resize it so you guys can see it better. Hong Kong Bitcoin ETF FOMO. Meanwhile, Thailand approves $14 billion airdrop, according to Asia Express. So let's break this baby down. FOMO like a mofo. Here you go. Hong Kong Legislative Council member Johnny NG wants the special administrative region of China to accelerate the approval of local spot Bitcoin ETFs following their approval in the United States this week. NG noted the Hong Securities and Futures Commission had previously stated it was ready to accept applicants for the Bitcoin ETFs. Hong Kong, let's go. How many of you have been to Hong Kong? Let me know. I used to go there for my visa runs when I used to live in China. This was like back in 2010, 2011. Hong Kong is very lit, by the way. It reminds me of New York City, but on steroids. Next level. You got to check it out if you've never been there. And their dumplings... Incredible. Love their Cantonese food. It is delicious. But, anyways, uh, quoting him here, I hope that with the rapid development and high. Comp- Competition of virtual assets, Hong Kong can seize a seat in the world as soon as possible. That's right, they're looking to make it a major hub for Bitcoin and crypto. This will be the first opportunity to implement relevant policies and products in Asia and consolidate Hong Kong's opportunity to become a global center for virtual assets. NG also spoke of the need to strengthen popular education on virtual assets to enhance awareness and mitigate the scams. Hong Kong has experienced the biggest financial scams in its history history last year with the collapse of unlicensed crypto exchange, JPEX, and Honex. Wow, I've never even heard of those exchanges. Let me know if you guys have. Quoting CNY are here, crypto and blockchain related stocks in mainland China and Hong Kong rose on Thursday after the SEC approved Bitcoin ETFs. The DC tech group jumps by over 20%. And Shenzhen, another beautiful city, which is near Hong Kong, but still in the mainland. It's actually pretty cool compared to all the other cities I visited in China. Shenzhen is up there. So, be sure to check that place out too. But anyways, blockchain 50 index rose by over 1%. And in a separate interview on January 10th, Livio Wang, chief operating officer of Hashkey Group, disclosed that 10 financial service firms are currently preparing applications for spot Bitcoin ETF listings in Hong Kong. The SFC greenlighted pathways of the approval of such applications in December 2023, which was last month. Yeah, Bitcoin futures ETFs, including one issued by Samsung, have also been around on Hong Kong exchanges, for some time. Very interesting. So let's discuss this rollercoaster starting this year. South Korean gaming giant WeMix had quite the rollercoaster start of 2024. On January 9th, that's four days ago, developers of the 2.6 billion WeMix blockchain said they would halt block minting rewards by quarter one of this year. Currently, WeMix tokens possesses an inflation rate of 3% per annuum. Instead of new token emissions, they would instead incentivize ecosystem protocols using WeMix tokens already held by the foundation's digital wallets. Combined with a token burn mechanism for gas fees spent on the protocol, WeMix says that the new move will transform the network into a deflationary blockchain. Quoting them here, to further solidify the fundamentals and practical aspects of WeMix tokenomics, the foundation had decided to discontinue block minting rewards. This effectively means that the total supply of WeMix will either remain fixed or be reduced from the block height in which the discontinuities, continuation of block minting rewards is implementing. So there you have it. Mass adoption coming out of, you know what I mean? over this side of the world, over in Asia. Also, Thailand approves a $14 billion airdrop. Let's touch upon this real quick. The Thai government officials have approved a 500 billion baht, which is 14 billion, digital wallet scheme. Interesting choice of words there. And according to local news reports, January 9th, Thailand will finance the airdrop with a series of loans prescribed under the 2018 State Fiscal and Financial Discipline Act to stimulate the country's struggling economy. Previously, Thailand's ruling Fu Thai. Party said it would consult the Bank of Thailand in developing a utility type one token necessary for the airdrop. The solution will require a know your customer blockchain based infrastructure that sources say will take at least six months to roll out. A 100 baht fee will also be charged per user for the KYC access. And under the proposed scheme, Thai nationals will receive up to 10,000 baht, which is just shy of 300 bucks, to each airdrop. However, restrictions apply to the use of funds. Individuals must spend the tokens, within six months. Kind of reminds me of uh, CBDC (laughs) and only on goods and services within 4KM radius of their residence. Yeah, it does remind me of CBDC. In addition, the tokens cannot be sold for cash or used for debt payment. Now, very interesting family. So you can see a lot of adoption coming out of Hong Kong. Bitcoin ETF green light for applicants, I mean, this is the game theory we've been preaching about on the channel in full effect. Let's not forget the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, has been dropping hints that El Salvador is going to be launching their own uh, spot Bitcoin ETF with the difference being Bitcoin in and Bitcoin out. Let's not forget there's also talk coming out of Abu Dhabi, Dubai, the Middle East. Qatar, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, with Bitcoin adoption as well, to touch upon just a few of those things. The sovereign wealth fund in Qatar is currently sitting on a half a trillion dollars. And according to Max Kaiser and some insiders, they're looking to convert this into a Bitcoin. I mean fund. Now, also, we have the oil money. We have the largest oil company out of Saudi Arabia, just partnered with the largest bank of Japan, SBI Holdings, and they're looking to get into digital assets. And you already know, family. So there is a lot of game theory in effect. We can't also forget major nations around the world likely be adopting Bitcoin this year. We have some potential candidates, including uh, Javier Malays. Argentina. They're looking to put an end to the central bank. We have Suriname, a small country just north of Brazil in South America with a population of roughly 750,000. They're looking to convert 1% of their central bank currency into Bitcoin as well. And then we have talks of Mexico potentially adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. Their third richest amigo, Ricardo Salinas. In his portfolio, what do you think the majority asset is? Bitcoin. So you already know it's about to get lit. What other countries do you think would likely adopt Bitcoin potentially as legal tender in 2024? Let me know. Other candidates I'm thinking about off the top of my head, possibly Panama, maybe Peru. What are your thoughts, family? Let me know. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode,